0: Every day on CBS Sports Radio You know what's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the end of third college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Yes, it is,
1: Taz. Moose is out this week, and Andrew is uh, sitting in. Andrew Bogus is sitting in for uh, the Moose. Yes, yeah, so um, here's the deal. If you're listening across one of our great affiliates across the United States on CBS Sports Radio, we appreciate it, babyradio.com. radio.com. If you're listening on there, thank you for that. Uh, maybe the CBS Sports app, maybe Sirius XM, channel 206, or the Sirius XM app, wherever you're listening to the show, very much appreciated. Uh, if you want to call the show, simple process. Attention hotline fans. 855 212 That's an 855-212-4227. We're coming to you live right now from the Quicken Loans. We're coming to you live, take two, right now from the Rocket Mortgage. Ah, Why do they b- keep
2: messing that script I, up for I, you? I, 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 I am reading a Who's teleprompter.
1: In of People don't things. realize that. Take three. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. So... Uh, we got a we got a lot going on here. Very busy show. The past hour, we talked a lot about the Cleveland Browns, at Baker Mayfield, and some of his shots he took at Odell Beckham's former team, the New York Giants, and the New York Giants fans, like random, out of nowhere shot. Let's pick on the Giants fans for some reason. And the bravado of the Browns. We had a long chatter about that. We're going to do a BCS in a little while. Bench cut start on second year NFL quarterbacks. Who's going to break out this year? Your options are Josh Allen. From the Bills. Sam Donald from the Jets. And Baker- the grocery store lady. <laughs> no, not her. No. And Baker Mayfield from uh, the Cleveland Browns. Those are your t- options. Allen, Donald, Mayfield. <clears throat> so you can call the show if you want to give your BCS, 855 212 Also, in this segment, we'll do a 1v1. That's right, 1v1 college football style. Oh, yes. Yes. College football style, And uh, which brings us to uh, talking about uh, well, the, the, one of the main faces of college football, uh, and that's head coach of University of Alabama, Nick Saban, <clears throat> the great Nick Saban, who uh, had a lot to say, Andrew, at the SEC. It uh, was like the media day gimmick they were doing. Um, that. It's
2: four days. It's four days. It's four days. Media days. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that
1: is. That's like enough already. How much do these coaches and all these media guys have to say with the SEC? It's enough. Well, they, Shut yeah. up. They I spread mean,
2: really. them out. It's like. Two and a half teams per day over four days Just and this going. year in beautiful Hoover, Alabama. Wow, I've never been to Hoover. I've been to several parts. I've been to Birmingham, been to about Batwell Little Tournaments in
1: Birmingham. Been to somewhere else, in Alabama. I digress. So anyway, speaking of Alabama, so we're talking about Nick Saban. Yeah. So Nick Saban, he kind of like last year, as as most people know, they got their ass whooped, Alabama did, by Clemson in the Natty Championship. And it was like it was kind of like it was shocking. I mean, I, I know I, I didn't even watch the whole game. We got to a point where I just kept flipping back and forth. It was just like I was shocked what was going on. And Nick Saban, well, he had some things to say about his former coaches that were on the staff in that last game that they
2: played. Yeah, I mean, Nick likes to complain. We've heard it before on a number of different levels that. and com- and and conversations. <laughs> not surprisingly, Ted yes. respects that. For a living, um, I'm complains. not sure I, re- I respect this. Uh, this is him. In addition to taking shots at the transfer problem in college sports and other things, uh, this is him explaining his team's issues a year ago. When the season started, I think we were great. When we won that LSU game, it just seemed like people's own agendas started to become more important. He was then asked, coaches or players? Coaching was the answer. We had a lot of guys who wanted to be head coaches at different places. It takes a special person to stay focused on what they have to do now when they have a job somewhere else that's awaiting them and they have a responsibility on staff. I'm not being critical of those people. Ooh. But I am being critical of those people. Are you sure you're not uh, being critical? <laughs> no, it certainly feels like. <laughs> kind of sounds like he's being critical. critical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we had a lot of that on our staff last year. And I think those relationships with players go a long way in keeping players where they need to be to do the things they need to do, continue to prepare, practice the way they need to practice so they can continue to improve and get better. And we just didn't do that very well at the end of last year. Well, it's a lot,
1: man. A lot to unpack there. You know, it's like. I, I understand this happens obviously I mean geez Nick Saban's buddy uh, Bill Belichick with the Patriots Go and he's been living this forever you know coaches leaving his staff and and having to do their job on the way out the door to the fullest you know so obviously when you're an awesome head coach like a Belichick like a Nick Saban you're gonna get. You know, where your, your assistants end up leaving and get other opportunities. Nick Saban's done this himself as a guy who's paid his dues as a coach. Right. He came up through the ranks and, and coached as an assistant uh, uh, all, over the, all over the place. I mean, from the NFL to, to, into college football, obviously. You know, uh, so he understands that. Uh, I think I'm going to give Nick Saban the benefit of that on a one statement where we kind of giggled at him. Where he said, I'm not being critical of those people. I think what he meant, I'm assuming what he meant, Now I actually heard this sound, okay? The act, I actually heard it instead of reading, it, and I know you heard it too. I think what he means about not being critical of those people, I think, Andrew, maybe I'm wrong. He's not being criti- critical that they're taking another job, like getting another opportunity. That's what I think he meant, because otherwise it makes no sense to say you're not being critical after you just basically said, well, these guys weren't doing their job.
2: Right, so he's being critical of them, like, having split responsibilities, yeah,
1: like he's he's he wasn't being. I think what he's trying to say, Nick Saban, he wasn't being critical that they're taking of the jobs. That's my point. But he did rip them how they did their job on the way out the door or lack thereof. Right. That's basically what he said. I mean, and I, I, the other thing too, I'm a little surprised that Nick Saban is kind of blaming coaches for the loss. You know, I mean, it, you, you 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 look the coaches. They these kids are prepared to play. They prepared them all week. And in this case, it was about two weeks. What was the national championship? Two weeks, I think, before, of prep time. Right? Just about. No. Well, the it's
2: Just, there's a little gap At least three there. weeks yeah, from the SEC weeks. championship yeah. game, and probably more. Probably ends up being four full weeks from the SEC championship game to the semifinals, and then it was a little more than a week until the championship game.
1: Right. So, you know, you got time. These guys, these players on Alabama and on Clemson, they're prepared. They're prepared. The coaching staff, they're preparing these these players. On the field, in in the tape room, you know, and you know, it, it just in meetings and everything. So uh, they're prepared. So it gets to a point where I, I know teams change scheme on the fly, and now you got to coach them up. Obviously, from the from the from the press box, coaches are getting getting dialogue to the coaches on the field and, and talking to the players while they're up in the presser uh, in the press box. I should say, I get all that. I find it hard to believe. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I don't want to sit here and call Nick Saban a liar. I think Nick Saban is still pissed about the loss, and he's frustrated. And I think that those guys are Gonski and they're head, head coaches at other spots. He lost a lot of coaches, dude.
2: Like, the last, it's, it's double digits over the last two years combined. Right. So you
1: lose a lot of coaches that know your mindset, know your scheme. You know, that's a lot of coaches to lose. So they're using you as a stepping stone, and he, he knows the deal. He's a smart guy, Nick Saban. He gets it. But I got to tell you, I think he's frustrated, and I don't – I really don't – I am a little surprised that he, he's going to put the blame on those coaches. And the thing I am really would be surprised, if he's right and he's telling the truth and he's honest about this, Nick Saban, it shocks me that coaches that are on a Division One level, nevertheless at Alabama football, that they would be lackluster in their prep for players and the team that they were get, that getting paid from in a little game called a National Championship. That would surprise me. A coach at that level would do that, an assistant coach I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it's odd to me, even if it happened. right? Mike Loxley is the only guy, by the way, that I can remember that came from that staff as an assistant, is now a head coach. He's the Maryland head coach. He was hired in December, so in between the SEC title game and the the semifinals and the championship game, everybody else that left off the top of my head that I was kind of going back and double-checking this morning, went from got a position coach upgrade wide receiver coach became an OC QB coach became an OC uh Tosh Lupoi who was their defensive coordinator is now the Browns defensive line coach so you know, he's went from coordinator to a position coach, but he also went from college to the NFL, so that's a different, you know, different type of promotion. And they lost Dan Enos, too, quarterback coach. Right, he was, uh, quarterback. he's the Miami OC yeah, I mean, now. Right. right, right, right. And, like, it's just, like, this is part of, as you said, like, almost every coach has done this, like especially in football you you don't start day one as a head coach. You do, you know, you, sometimes you're just the quality control guy and you're doing tape exchanges, basically. Right. Um, and then you work your way up and you become this and you become that. Then you're the OC. Then you're the head coach. You know, you're the head coach at Youngstown State. Then it's Utah. Hey, then it's, deuce. Then it's, you know, right. So, like, I'm surprised that Nick Saban is bothered by this. I also, you know, my follow-up is if all of these guys kind of did him dirty, like he's the guy that hired them in the first place and – they also, you know, these are guys that wanted to leave Alabama, yes, for greener pastures. But they they wanted to leave. They well, they were they were you know they're moving on from there. Like it, it might have been an issue, but it's not one to me that you should voice out loud and point fingers when you got smoked in the national title game. Right,
1: <clears throat> totally got totally got the ass whooped for sure. But the thing is, like, I I, I, I think Saban's just he's just more um. Part more angry that he's losing this amount of coaches, number one. I think he understands the process, like I said, because he's lived it. He understands that guys are trying to do better. I also do think that for these coaches who have left him just this past season, you know, I I, I do think that it's probably, you know, guys like Enos, guys like it's got you know, these this is like like you said, lastly. I would assume strongly that Nick Saban is a very difficult coach to coach under. I could just pitch this guy being a He's a tyrant on the players. He's tough as hell to play under. But I, I, I'm strongly assuming, dude, that
2: these coaches, they get an earful from him on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've heard the Lane Kiffin stories, and obviously there's right. there's two well, sides yeah, to those yeah, particular stories. He's but a little bit out but there. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But he, he did add, you know, who did he add? Kyle Flood's coaching the offensive line. You know, he's adding him. Who was the Rutgers head coach? Right, he's a good coach. Right, and he's adding uh, Sarkeesian as the OC. So, so he's did he is adding. You know, and uh, Sarkeesian's a good recruiter too. So he's adding uh, uh, Wiggins as a wide receiver coach. You know, so it's like he's adding some good coaches, uh, and he never has a problem getting good coach there. It's just a matter of them staying there a long time. You know um you know uh, it's um, oh you no know I didn't realize I was just looking out I didn't realize he re- he added linebacker coaches Sal Sunsari so you know I don't know if you know who he is a lot of people don't he played at Pitt at yes. the University of Pittsburgh he was a really really good player um wow I didn't know he added him um to the staff that's pretty interesting right there uh this is the second tour for Sunsari after coaching outside linebackers in 09 tw- to 011 uh, to 11 and then he left. Uh, to be the Tennessee defensive coordinator, I didn't know that's where he went. I didn't realize that he's back there with Alabama. Interesting. Anyway, side note. Um, so you know what? He's added other coaches. He has no problem filling that spot. But you can, I just don't feel you could blame your, your staff when you get beat up like that in the national championship. I think you got to give you know a lot of credit to Clemson. You know, yeah. I mean, let's give some credit to Dabo and his crew of great coaches and and great players. And give them credit for, for taking you out like they did.
2: Well, I so I, I heard this clip. I read the clip where he was breaking down to Tua Tunga-Vailoa's season where he was good early, struggled late, uh, and then went through the reasons why he struggled on top of the injury. Maybe he was trying to do too much, making mistakes, not taking what was there defensively, was making bad decisions and some bad throws, and the picks went up and everything else came down. So there are those two things. You heard more full-form Saban yesterday. Did did he ever talk about Nick Saban and what Nick Saban didn't do well last year? Or or is it always everybody else? I did
1: not hear any accountability from Nick Saban. He did Right. He didn't take nothing on the chin. Right. He, no, he didn't. To your point, no. And again, I, I, I are you? A fa- I'm a fan of Saban's coaching style because he's a winner and he is funny. I, I don't think he tries to be funny, but he does make me laugh. But I want to play under him. No, I worked a man for a long time named Vince McMahon that was very similar to Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you it's tough. It's very tough. Are are you a fan of of Nick Saban or not really?
2: No, I don't. I I can't argue against the success that he's had. I would put Belichick in a similar conversation here too. I can't argue with their success, obviously, because it's worked. I just, I, I don't I don't get being like that. Like that's not the way I would handle the h- handle my business if I was a head coach. I wouldn't be short and curt with the media. I would, you know, you'd know my personality. Now, I, I know people that know Belichick, and they swear it's all an act. Like that, by you know, away from football, relaxing. Like he's funny. He's sarcastic. He's like, like right? He's fun. You know, he's good to be around. It's just that's the way he presents himself publicly. Because that's how he wants. Okay, fine. Well,
1: that's the gimmick. That's now, his, as we say in wrestling. But that's his gimmick. Yeah. And that's fine. And it's now just, I've heard,
2: yeah. I've heard similar things, not maybe to the same kind of positive extent about Saban. Uh, it's just, but all those things—the over-control. Obviously, it works. It just doesn't jive with the way I, I think I right. would do it if I was in those positions. <laughs>
1: I understand, and you know, I get. It. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. You know, unless you're an Alabama football fan. Uh, but like you said, and I'm saying it too, it's very tough to argue. You know, the success of Nick Saban or the success of Clemson football and Dabo Sweeney as the head coach. And we'll speaking of Clemson and Alabama, we're going to do a 1v1 on the other side of break. Uh, who you got for this coming year, Clemson or Alabama? You know, in a 1v1. So you can call the show and give your 1v1 and your reasons why, if you'd like. 855-212-4227. 1v1 coming at you. College football style, Clemson versus Bama. There's
3: no argument. Those are called astros.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Well, the great Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, boxing's
1: only eight division world champion, returns to face the hard hitting, undefeated Keith One Time Thurman for the world welterweight championship this Saturday, nine Eastern, six Pacific, live on pay per view. Yes. We'll get to that 1v1 with Alabama and Clemson. If you want to call your 1v1 with the, uh, Alabama and Clemson, you can call 855-212-4227. But right now, it's a, a sports update with our
4: good friend, uh, Darwin Zook, the Zookster, as we call him here on Taz and the Moose. All right, guys. Well, Rory McElroy, he has the course record at Royal Portrush in Ireland. He shot a 61 there when he was 16 years old and he's not going to shoot that today. Season's final major underway. Rory made an eight in front of his hometown fans on the first hole. That's a quadruple bogey, a snowman. He's at five over now through six holes, nine shots behind fellow countryman Shane Lowry. He's at four under, one shot behind the leader, Webb Simpson, who's off to a fast start. He's at five under par now on the back nine. Still very early, though. Brooks Kepka teeing off in just about a half hour. Tiger Woods tees off at 10-10 Eastern time. And I was just informed by Andrew David Duval, who won the British Open years ago, shot a 15 on the seventh hole. You yeah, said? the par yeah.
2: five seventh, the 15.
4: Yeah, that's a rough yeah. one, 15 for David Duval. So he appears out of it as well. <laughs> to baseball, we go. Raphael Devers hit his 18th homer. The Red Sox snuck by the Blue Jays five four last night. And what's going on with this David Price Dennis Eckersley feud? Two years ago, Eck, who's a Hall of Famer, criticized Price on a broadcast. Who then took exception. Price confronted Eck on a team plane and now the whole thing which was never resolved has been brought up again and in a Boston Globe article Eckersley saying he doesn't plan to talk to Price doesn't really give a bleep either way what went down a couple years ago and Price of course responded immediately on Twitter and now the feud is back on Red Sox manager Alex Cora clearly perturbed with the whole thing Talked to David
0: this morning and uh, we're gonna keep that between us um, just you know it sucks that it, it keeps coming you know and uh, I, I guess david talked to you
4: guys and you guys know how he feels about it so we'll leave it at that so that soap opera will probably continue in the coming days in boston elsewhere astros all over the angels 11-2 angels reliever noe ramirez suspended three games for throwing near the head of jake Marisnik tuesday night that was retaliation for Marisnik's collision with angels catcher jonathan lucroy which occurred nearly two weeks ago Cardinals trail the Pirates in the late innings, but we're looking to rally behind Paul Goldschmidt. The 2-2 pitch. A swing,
0: and there's a high fly ball. Deep left center field. To the track. The wall. It's a goner in the Pirate bullpen. A three-run homer for Paul Goldschmidt.
4: And the Cardinals are on top now. John Rooney, Cards Radio Network. Cardinals going on for the 5-4 victory. Padres haven't tossed a no-hitter in franchise history, and... They still haven't, but Chris Paddock gave it a good shot. He got within six outs before surrendering a home run to Starlin Castro, leading off the eighth. Pod still get the win 3-2.
2: Side note, I have breaking news, Darwin. Side so, note. Uh, they have, I don't know why, but they have adjusted David Duvall's score. That, wow. 15, that 15 is now a 13. I don't uh, know where those no. two shots went.
3: Really? Um, but Mercy.
2: It's now, now a 13. So 15 is now a 13. Yes. On um, the par 5 seventh, which drops his score. So he's back in it now at plus 11. No! <laughs>
4: oh, oh, man. Yeah. The crazy thing. He did birdie the first two the holes The first today, two too. holes. He, holes. Was, he was
2: minus two through four. <laughs> then a quad on five. A One. bogey on six. And then whatever you would call eight over on the par 5 seventh. Unbelievable. No!
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> You two guys, spitball, golf. I could just pitch you two guys at the bar, pounding some beers, talking golf. At
2: the 19th hole.
4: Absolutely yeah. at the clubhouse exactly heckling Rory on the TV yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and you're obsessed. <laughs> Zook, you're obsessed
1: with Rory. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. It's funny.
4: No, but Duval <laughs> Duval uh, won the tournament years ago, and he's had a rough career since then. But yeah, and now he's had a rough few holes. A thirteen. How <laughs> about things then? are looking up? Yeah, things are just looking up now. Two shots. The, the, the mercy rule the for the former begins winner.
2: Now. <laughs> oh, wow, that's All a weird, right. hey, really easy, dismissive easy, lap easy, track. Each. Yeah. Ouch,
4: that was rough. (laughs) Easy people, easy. It's
2: me. I know. The closest thing those are real people laughing at me. Oh, my God. All right, I'll wrap it up oh with this. God. No, no, you're <laughs> before fine, you, you I, I, Before I, I, you boot I, you're, me. You're, yeah,
1: no, I'm not booting you. I want to boot the other guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, NBA, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the Thunders' attempt to trade Chris Paul has stalled, and there's an increasing expectation CP3 will begin the season in Oklahoma City. Now back to you guys. All right, well, we appreciate it, my friend. Thanks sure. so
1: much, Zook. Yeah, we're going to do this 1v1 right now, okay? It's Alabama-Clemson. You know, they're both more or less. I mean, I, I mean, they're the, the main faces of college football, right, all the time. I mean, that's the other thing. Are you sick of that? I mean, as as a college football fan base, you're tired of it just being about Alabama and Clemson. I mean, it's all the time. I mean, and we, we talked we talked a lot. I know Moose Moosnider. We talked a lot about a lot of people have about for so long with the NBA, with the Golden State Warriors, where I was like, ah, no one's going to beat them. It's Golden State Warriors. There's not enough parody in the NFL. I mean, on the NBA. Yada, yada yada yada. How about college football? I mean. We're doing a 1v1 right now. It's not even college football season. And we're doing an Alabama versus Clemson because they're the two big names. No disrespect to Georgia. I love Georgia football. I, really. I and, I and I think that there's a chance they could go all the way this year. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are good this year. But it always seems, Andrew, to come down to Alabama and Clemson. Yeah.
2: Are we on five years now of them being involved so, dude, simultaneously? It like forever, dude. Yeah. So, I, of course it is. And that, like you said, it's because no one else has been able to finish the job Uh, You know, Georgia at times probably has come the consistently closest. Although Syracuse is the only school in the ACC that seems to be able to push Clemson in any way Mm. because Miami and Florida State have not been Miami and Florida State in recent memory. So, yeah, you know, if you're if you're tired of them, uh, don't yell at them, yell at everybody else. Okay. To get their you know what together and right. go and be one of these guys and keep them out of this thing and so we don't have to worry right. about it. You'll get us some fresh blood. But right. Well you know I me, mean? I don't believe in yelling at anyone. I don't right. believe in getting upset and but I understand you're
1: saying it's a figure of speech, but I don't yell, I don't I don't think anyone should yell at anyone ever. No, that's not my. Unless style. you're
2: old and you're blocking the lane in the at bread the supermarket aisle. And then with you your go cart. To the, to the snack aisle and yeah. you're blocking it again as I'm trying to get some. Right. Out and of them, Shut up! You were to tell you know I mean? me yeah. to move right. your cart out of my way. Right. Shut up! Right, right. Exactly. Then maybe there's yelling.
1: And I don't care that she had a cane and she was using the the, the, the what do you call it to hold her up? The basket, the wagon. Uh huh.
2: You know, I. She you had know, one of those uh, alert bracelets on. No. In case you did suplex her, that- she could hit it and someone would <laughs> come to her rescue? No, and this lady, she might have had, like, brass knucks in a pocketbook, <laughs> to be honest with <laughs> you. I'll
0: tell
1: you that right now. She was a heel. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so we're going to the 1v1. Are we ready here, Mike? I've been stalling
0: for you people.
4: Right,
0: go. There it goes deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Giancarlo. No se può Brady takes the snap. He backs up. A lot for Gronkowski. Left. Reaches yes. out. Extends. Makes the grab as he dives to the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. One versus one. The best versus the best. Taz, Moose, and you decide who is the best of the best. It's now time for 1v1 with Taz and the
3: Moose. Here's the 1-1. It's a ground ball to Keith Werman. Scoops it up. Throws the first. Yeah! It's perfection. Will Roberts has thrown a
1: perfect game for the Cavaliers. Oh, great. Uh, another great production, advice and suggestion by me, Taz. And good lord, it sounded great. Yes, I gave myself credit, Mike. Too bad. I'm a girly guy. And uh, I understand. And you know what? <laughs> Moose is not here to get upset because I gave myself credit.
5: I gave myself
1: credit. I don't care. It sounded great.
5: Thanks for
2: the idea, Tez.
1: I want more coffee. <laughs> it sounded great hearing you, Mike, part of the one we one open. Damn it, it was a great idea. That call me. gets
2: perfecter every time he plays. It's more perfecter. Yeah.
1: It really is tremendous. And
2: it sounded so good. I can listen to it every segment. Where's Will Roberts right now telling somebody about the perfect game he pitched in college? Oh well, he was drafted by the
3: Indians a few okay. years Okay. Really? Maybe our
1: program director, Mark Chernoff, knows him. He's very close to the Indian this was,
3: organization. This was seven years ago. I'll okay, maybe not. Now in the, right. uh, in the world of
1: baseball. All right. Well, yeah, I'm sure you haven't looked into this. this, this you're making a name off this guy.
5: Great to hear your voice. <laughs> so
1: anyways... We're gonna go 1v1 here. Alabama football, Clemson football, Who you got. Alright, so it's a tough one. It's a tough one, yeah. I I uh, but I know which way I'm going. Okay, I'm gonna Lay it go on me. I'm gonna go with Clemson. I'm gonna go with Clemson and, Are and, you and now? I, Yeah, I am I'm not an Alabama football hater though. I, I I I'd love to jump years ago, I wanted to jump on that Alabama bandwagon. I didn't, but when they're on, I'm gonna watch them. I like I said, I like Saban. I do. Um, I respect ha- the defenses that he coaches up. They're always great defensively, uh, because of him, uh, this kid too is a hell of a quarterback for sure. I mean, I- everything. Just I mean, it's Alabama football. I mean, I just I- I'm in. But I have a little skin in the game with this. I'm going Clemson. Clemson's greatness. Their D line last year was great. They got this great quarterback, big giant blonde haired Jones. Trevor. Uh, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Trevor Lawrence, tremendous quarterback. Uh, so I'm going to go. I think he's going to have a huge year, meaning Trevor Lawrence. I think his year at Clemson is going to be bigger than what Tua is going to do with Alabama. Okay, and also, Dabo Sweeney was on Taz and Moose with Mark Belusis and I. You ever run running to so, Mark Belusis. I am going to go. What? We never had Nick Saban on the show. And if you heard that segment before this segment, he probably won't come on the show. That's not why I will not come on this show. <laughs> okay. But Dabo has got a great name, and he's been on the show, and he was a great guest with Moose and I. And uh, and also, like I said, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to, you know, really, really uh, kick ass. Also, they got a lot of work to do though Clemson with that D-line. They lost a plethora of talent there, of really good guys. And their schedule starting out the first couple of weeks, a little tougher sledding than Alabama, by the way. They start out with Georgia Tech, and uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. they start out at home both games. First against Georgia Tech they host, then they host Texas A&M, and then they go, as you mentioned, Cuse. They go to Syracuse, mm. and that's always a tough one. That's yeah. a tough ACC matchup for them. I know it sounds odd for those that are maybe from the south or maybe out west, Syracuse no, not know. Andrew's right. Do your homework on that. That's It's always an interesting battle. Where Alabama, Andrew, they're, they're starting out with Duke, Lost their top quarterback, who's going to be the big star in the New York Giants. We shall see. And then they go and they uh, they host New Mexico State, and then they go to Columbia. Thoughts and, and prayers. I know exactly. And then they play South, uh, the Gamecocks of South Carolina, and then they play Southern Miss at home. So they got four ultra winnable games. The first four weeks does Alabama, and then they host Ole Miss. So,
2: uh, but anyway, I'm my one v one. I'm going with Clemson. This might be, and you know me, I'm an avid Taz and the Moose listener, almost every single day for all three hours. This might be the most difficult 1v1 I can remember. Wow. Interesting. It's really hard to separate these two. Who's the face of college football? Normally, I would skew towards Clemson because they're the current champs and they've gotten the better of Alabama the last time they faced them. But, Taz, but, right. I'm not going to follow you to the Tigers. I'm going to go with the Tide. Again, they lost the last meeting. Clemson's won two of the last three national titles. So the recent history obviously favors the Tigers. They have Trevor Lawrence, blonde hair Jones. Right. They've got their gimmick head coach. Look at you. <laughs> but Alabama has the ultimate heel Wow. in Nick Saban. And the much. success has been a little bit longer than it you're, has you're, for Clemson. So the, the pausing... So the Tigers are taking a bump the here. Pausing you, you're you're the pausing what you, you're trying to think of different wrestling things. I am. And, it, and it's just... I'm running out. You, I'm done.
1: You, you were doing well, and then you rapidly ran Tapping out Tapping out. Yeah. And Pete, the body, the more you do that, the more angrier, that's not even a word. It's okay. The, the manner he will get... Because he doesn't like any other wrestling fans involved around anything with me.
2: Yeah, why is he like
1: that? Because he just wants me to himself. Let's be honest. That's what it is. Pete, right? This is true.
5: That's absolutely correct.
1: Yes, exactly. Nope. (laughs) All right, so anyway, uh, so that's this. you're going Alabama. I'm I'm
5: going. I'm going.
1: (laughs)
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, Mike, what do you got there, basketball uh, drives? What do you got? Well, (laughs) the playoff bogus. Um... I think a lot of times with Clemson, you get some cheap pops. Oh, Look at this war
1: wrestling shadow. I love it. Uh,
3: <laughs> all right. Thank you, Wikipedia. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I, would still go with Alabama at this time. I need to see more from Clemson in the long term and a longer sample size before I can anoint them year after year. To me, it feels like Alabama and the story will always be on Saban and the Tide. That's where the interest level is. So even though Clemson did win the national title, and you know what? They might win another national title against Alabama. Right. There's there's a feel internal gut when I think of college football and I see what's coming forward. Right. I'm always going to go with Alabama. It's it's like taking the Patriots. I'll, it's just a safe and easy route, and you know what? That's my gimmick right now. That's too much. I'm going to come at you. I can
5: spot All right, what do you got, Stoppy? <laughs> uh, well, well <laughs> says that drop through all front. Uh, what's that? Up? Clemson is on top right now, and, and Alabama always is, we always tend to go with Alabama because of Saban and recruiting and all that, but Clemson now has the edge. They have the edge in recruiting, they've beaten Alabama, and they have the, the mentality in that room that fits the player a player now as compared to Alabama. And I think players gravitate to, to Davo more than they do Saban at this point. And I'm going to go with Clemson. Now, If they, uh, whether they sustain it beyond this year and next is another story. They have to sustain it. But right now, Clemson's on top.
3: Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
5: Oh, I well, appreciate
1: that. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, Pete, I got to tell you the truth. You don't come off to me like you're a big college football guy. Because you're a real, like, New York baseball football guy, hardcore New York guy. Mets guy, hot take on the baseball, uh,
5: basketball,
1: right? You're not a college football guy.
5: I watch, I watch, but I'm not, that's not my best sport in terms of me viewing. All
1: right, on that note, we're going to go to break. Okay, 855-212-4227. Who is the face of college football in your opinion? Is it Alabama? Is it Clemson? Who you got in a 1v1? 855 212 4227 We also got that BCS I've been plugging for an hour and a half. We'll do that in a little while. Taz with Andrew Bogus We're Right back.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports
1: Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio, toll-free line 855-212-4227 is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. As a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. So, we're covering a lot of topics in this episode today. I'm Taz and the Moose with Andrew Bogus sitting in for Marfalusa's. And started to show a lot of chatter on the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield did a 1v1 Alabama football versus Clemson football. Also posing the question to you people that are listening. Who is the face of college football? Is it Alabama? Is it Clemson? Are you sick and tired of it being either of them? Maybe you're a a USC fan. Maybe you're a, I don't know, a Texas fan. Uh, The Longhorns are going to be actually pretty good. Maybe you're a Georgia Bulldog fan. Maybe you're a Vols fan now. Maybe maybe you're a Scarlet Knight fan from Rutgers. I don't know what your story is. <laughs> now,
2: if you're a Rutgers fan, you it's might want to sit this. Uh...
1: Well, alumni Jones. I mean, maybe somebody went there. To, you know, They rocked the red and black. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, so that's the deal. So now we're going to do a BCS, though. We're going to get into a little BCS action, which I've been plugging throughout the show. Basically, second-year NFL quarterbacks ready to be big-time, big-time breakout stars. You got Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. You got Sam Donald from the New York Jets. And then you got Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. All right, BCS, here we go.
0: It's now time to bench, cut, or start with Taz and the Moose. Bench, cut,
3: start. Bench, cut, start. Bench, cut, start. start. Bench, Bench, start. Bench, cut, start. Bench, cut, start.
1: All right, you know what, Haas, Why don't you go first? I feel like I've been dominating the show all week, and I'm not like that. I don't want to play quarterback here. There's only one quarterback on this show, <laughs> and it's not me. Hey, and, Pete, what's up? And no one here. Regardless, that Hut, why don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you do the? Uh, why don't you do?
2: Shut well, up! Why don't you do the? Uh, what do you call it? I the, uh, am started off overwhelmed by your generosity in this situation. All right. Well, what does that mean? you going to do it? Yeah. I hate to do this, but I'm going to bench Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. come on, dude. Not because of his silly, unnecessary shot to Giants fans this week, but because I think he was actually so good as a rookie. 3,700 yards passing, sorry for stats, 27 touchdowns. I think it's going to be hard for him, even with Odell Beckham Jr., even with his kind of hand-picked head coach, and a full off season together. It's not Conahan pick. He picked that yeah. Freddie Kitchens, bro. Uh, I I think that there'll be a, an improvement for Baker Mayfield, but it like in a percentage v- vantage point, it's not going to be that significant because the numbers were that good a year ago. Plus, I think you know teams now have an extra have extra time to oh, digest him f- and make plans for him. Exactly. Right. Right. Defensive so he, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised Hold if on he a second. Be- let me interrupt. Yeah. You get,
1: do you get annoyed while you're doing your BCS if I
2: interrupt you? No, well, only because I can't do BCS. Because I'm still, I didn't write it down like you suggested earlier in the week. Well, what well, that's, so a, that's a bad order. job. I mean, what is that? I mean, yeah. well,
1: It's a really simple thing here. This, you you, you got to get this right. You can't, I mean,
2: how, why would you do that? I, I don't I mean, know. Really, I just can't. I'm simple. you got to write it down. I just did. So now I'm good. So Baker's getting benched. Right. Which means I have to cut somebody. And that's obvious. That's what? Josh Why Allen, that's you? unanimous. And then I'm that starting was a real douche comment. Thank and you. then I'm starting Sam Darnold. Lev Bell comes in. Well, that's smart. Yeah. I'm gonna s i am going to I think Sam Darnold is gonna eclipse his numbers from last year more than Baker Mayfield will. And I think I think he's on a better team. All things considered, I like the Jets this year. They'll probably mm-hmm. still lose to the Patriots, and we'll all look stupid. But whatever. Uh, so I'm going to start me Sam Darnold. So that's bench Baker Mayfield, cut Josh Allen, uh, and then start Sam Darnold. That's right, your well, test. your
1: BCS is wrong. It's incorrect and false. So it's let you know, okay? And Expected. I know it's opinion based, but your opinion's wrong also. Yeah, no, that's fair. So uh, first, first off, I am not benching Baker Mayfield. I'm also not cutting my man, Josh Allen. I'm benching Josh Allen. I okay. will bench Josh Allen okay. with the Bills. Okay. I'm going to cut Sam Donald. Okay. And I'm going to start Baker Mayfield. No matter how much trash talking Baker Mayfield's talking, all that stuff, he's got the weapons. He's got the ability. He's got his sea legs under him now one year done. He's got a head coach that I was just saying earlier. You alluded to it. I mean, he hand-picked Freddie Kitchens. He's got weapons, weapons galore. He's got a running game. That that right there, as you know, is a huge thing. And I understand what you're saying with, with Lev Bell, with Sam Donald, because you're right. That helps big time, unlike Josh Allen, with my Bills, who has two relics as running backs. That's right. I did say relics. Okay, that might be the first time a word was used on Taz and the Moose. I digress. So I do think that Baker Mayfield, though, the amount of weaponry, if that is a real word, that he has is ultra impressive. Having guys, obviously, like Juice Landry at wide receiver and Antonio Callaway, okay, and obviously Beckham, and that's a massive addition. Ninjoku at tight end. Unbelievable, tremendous tight end. Really good offensive line. And a run game. Nick Chubb out of Georgia, second-year running back. Nick Chubb was last on the depth chart last year, worked his way up. Him and Baker gel well together in that backfield. You got Duke Johnson there behind Chubb, who was the starter. I mean... They have a lot of offensive weapons and a pretty good defense on the other side of the ball. So that's why, um, as opposed to you benching Baker Mayfield, I'm going to stop Baker Mayfield. Okay, so my bench could start. I'm going to bench Josh Allen. Okay, I'm going to cut Sam Donald. And I'm going to stop Baker Mayfield. Mikey B, the uh, lead host of Basketball Dreams or Basketball Drives. That's actually the name. Let me back that up. Let's redo that. It's called... The podcast starting next week is called Basketball Drives, led by Mike Busseglia. That is correct. Right, Thank so you. You
3: got it, sir. Uh, what is
1: your uh, BCS?
3: I am benching Josh Allen. I am cutting. Hold on a second. Why are you screaming right now? I'm fired up. Okay. Good. I am benching Josh Allen. I am cutting Baker Mayfield. And I am starting Sam, uh, Sam his name Darnold. is Sam yeah. Donald. He's New York Sorry, Jets I just got so fired C- up about who I was cutting. Uh-huh. I like what I saw from Josh Allen yesterday, uh, last season. I like his size. I like his athleticism. I think his upside is better than Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield has fooled everybody with his mouth. Wow. He's gotten everybody to think the Browns are some in, in, invincible team. Right. How was Baker Mayfield against the Ravens last year to end week 17 when wow. he threw a pick and couldn't seal the deal? Well, hot I got to gotta see Mayfield do it more. I, honestly, I'm sick no, and his t- voice cracked. I'm sick. Like
1: don't play. You hear that, Andrew? And you know what? I am,
3: as a Giants fan, <laughs> he, he pissed P- me P- off yesterday. We,
1: I know he pissed you I'm just going to say you're oh. a Giants fan. But did you hear the voice crack? Yes, yeah, he's pumped. Oh man, I love when Mike. gets a little bit of that, that puberty crack going on in his voice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and
3: to me, <sighs> Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. are a match made in heaven. Go wow. out there, have fun together. Talk about how the other one's so great, and isolate yourself from the rest of the world. Wow, you
1: really do sound like Ow. a scrunt old Odell Beckham Jr. And the giant. And and Sam, Sam Darnold should,
3: <laughs> gi- <a Sam> <laughs> should be a giant. I'm Sam, starting Sam Donald.
1: He goes, and then he goes, I'm starting him. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back to me and Mike. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I'm going to start Sam Thompson. All right, so you're, you're cutting Mayfield. Yeah, I'm cutting Mayfield.
3: Hold on a
2: second. I so like the you... vindictive cut he's, of Baker Mayfield. so pissed off. Yeah, you know what? It.
3: it was insulting, it, and it got under my skin. So everything he wanted to do, congratulations, Baker. It worked.
1: You should have just called him Bake right there. Uh, and for those that missed it, so basically what, what Baker Mayfield said, why a guy like Mike, a Giant fan, is very pissed off, he basically said he's here, Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Beckham's here to play in Cleveland. He's here to play in front of fans who actually care, who actually will show up to every game, beating the daylights out of a kicking net with the Browns uniform on, if, if the Browns fans love him then. Uh, Pete, the body, uh, football extraordinaire man that you are, big jet lover, uh, what's your BCS?
5: I am benching Baker Mayfield. He yeah. Has, he has not dealt with the personalities he's going to deal with, like right. Odell and, ja- and, and, and Jarvis Landry. Right. So, that's a challenge, and it's a second year for him. So, I'm benching Baker Mayfield. Hold on Mayfield. a second.
1: So, you're saying because he, he dealt with Jarvis last year, but you're saying with Jarvis and Beckham together. Together. Okay. Friends, too. It's a lot. It,
5: that's a lot right. to deal friends. with. Hello, friends. So, gotcha. right. so I'm benching Baker Mayfield. He'll have a good year, but it's a sophomore year, so there's that risk. Uh, I'm cutting uh, Josh Allen because he's a Bill, and then I'm starting Sam Darnold because, as Bogus said, I agree with Bogus. The team around him, I think, is a little more complete than the other two teams.
1: By the so way, I'm I think it's up. important to point out that you are a New York Jet fan. Is this correct? That is correct. Right. So, I mean, so, of course, why and, and you're a little shot at Mike QB, where you go, well, he is a bill, and you moved on. Like, that's all you had on him.
5: Seven and nine all the way.
1: <laughs> so, you and Mike, both of you guys are picking, you're going against, because you're disgruntled towards certain guys that are on opposing teams, plus Mike's a giant fan, you're a Jet fan. So, then you rip. Instead of being given a real, authentic, without an agenda-filled BCS, both of you men give an agenda-filled BCS. Is that is that correct?
5: I wonder how many times the Bills went under five hundred in their history. Right, here we Let's go. Let's take a look. Here we go. Wow. There we go.
2: There
5: we
1: go.
2: That's correct. Yes. There yeah, we go. Yeah. I believe I read today it's like six thousand days since the last Bills playoff game.
3: Wow.
1: Now, all of a sudden, of the, the BCS. Right, here we go. That, that, and, you,
3: that, and The Steelers right. are going to win the AFC North. There we go. Now, 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 the BCS turned into let's rip the Bills. Let's
1: rip the Bills. Let's rip the Bills. Let's <laughs> rip the Bills. Let's rip the Bills. Let's rip the Bills. Let's rip the Bills. Let's rip the Bills. let Bills. 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 It was supposed
2: to be a BCS, and then all of a sudden, it just went into this. It'd be great if every BCS was involved cutting the Bills. No matter what the topic was, two other legitimate choices, we always cut the Bills. (laughs) Actually, it would be funny. (laughs) Favorite pizza topic. Well, I'm going to bench pepperoni, I'm going to cut the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to start sausage.
5: Favorite team. The Bills, the Bills, the Bills.
2: (laughs) Cut the Bills. Amount well, of options. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, but you guys are
1: too much. It's like, we'll we're having a great discussion on BCS's, and next thing I know, it's like my team is getting uh, uh, pillaged, pumped out, and beat up. It's like, what the heck?
2: Come on. Best Buffalo football team. I'm going to cut the bills. I'm going to start the University of Buffalo. <laughs> big Turner Gill guy. Those are the Bulls. And I'm going to start oh, the, Bulls, right? the Sabre, Bulls. The Sabres are better. That's true. The Bulls. The Buffalo Bulls, yeah. Right, right, right. They got a cool logo actually on their helmet. Best
5: Super Bowl loss.
2: <laughs> Only start, Bill. one, two, three, or four. <laughs> it's
1: unbelievable. And of course, uh, hearing a, a jet fan in mean, Pete the Body, as I'm a former jet fan. Oh, we stink
5: them, too. Yeah. But you bad. guys stink worse. I got you. And for longer. longer. Hi.
1: Right. Well, everyone stinks at the end of the day. All right, the three's coming up next. The biggest headlines of the day. We got you covered here, jobbers. Be right back.